If you hear me, yes, or if you can't, what up, what up, what up? This is Driving in the Right Lane. I am your host, Clifford Sykes, aka the Uptown Supervillain, aka your cousin Cliff talking shit, and I'm tapping in. The fuck is the deal? What's going on, Philadelphia? Hot enough for you outside because uh, I don't know about you. I've been having to take multiple showers three or four times a day. Not that I don't like taking showers, a few of you motherfuckers need to take a few, a couple. But, uh, yeah, it's been hot as balls. Um, yeah, once again, this is Driving the Right Lane. Coming to y'all from Sandbox Studios, uh, located in Media, Pennsylvania. I have my producer's favorite producer, Swaggy T, checking the phone of some super heartbreaking shit, maybe, of a video I sent him. Maybe not. What you th- she, What you think? You zoom in on some creep shit. Zoom in on the phone to see what you just Thumbs up if you think she's bad. Thumbs up like, yeah, dog. I'm, I'm just confused. What, what do you <laughs> about why she's down there? The situation, yeah. yeah, yeah, dog, yeah, it's real. You get, I'll probably say I'll see two or three of her a week, and and here's here's well, what is it? She's uh, she's either smoking fentanyl or she's smoking heroin. She's not shooting this shit though. Uh, this this is my observation with with that type of situation. She's running from something, uh, either. She's just coming to grips with somebody molesting her from a young age, and she's dealing with it now, or she had no deal with a man. There's something, something happened to her very, very extreme for her to be running, chasing that type of high. She's running from something, bro. She's running. Um, but like I said, I see like two or three of them a week. And here, here's the mind fuck about that, Tay. You see them, and if they're there for a month or two, you see the, de- the deterioration of their body. Like they'll go from being super clean, nice, to where they're just marks. Their faces, they just look ran down. Ran the fuck down. And that one yesterday, I'll talk about that on the, on the mental thing, just seeing that, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to start off on a more uh, happier vibe, happier note. Citation bitches, Hakuna Matata, what the fuck's going on? It's Thursday. Once again, it's been hot, man. Hopefully, your loved ones check up on everybody. Make sure everybody's been hydrating, doing a little thing. It's hot as fuck outside. And my dumbass decided to start juicing this week and I'm having a problem. Uh, lemon juice, lime juice, cucumber, uh, ginger, and cumin. And like I said this earlier, something's cumin out my backside a little bit right now, the prairie dog vibe, and I don't like this shit. Uh, but I'm going to try to see how long I can do this. It tastes like shit, but I feel, I have a little more energy, which is, um, maybe I'm being symptomatic right now, but I have some energy, so I guess that shit does work. I do know that shit works for like inflammation, and like blood flow and stuff like that. And you know, my old ass, my, you know what I'm saying? Got to get this together. Um, I don't really know where to start. I'm going to try to just piece this shit together for everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, since a couple weeks ago, I had a take on Brittany Griner and what was going on. I'm going to follow up a little bit with that. If you haven't heard, there's a specific comedian named Bill Burr, who is, I think, a top tier uh, comedian. If you get some time, go on YouTube and uh, take a look at his take and see what you think about the Brittany Griner situation or the, excuse me, the WNBA situation. Not Brittany Griner, but the WNBA situation and why Brittany Griner had to go to Germany or Russia to go play basketball. Um, but we had talked about the Brittany Griner situation, how this was affecting people and why and how. Again, this was about money. 
This is about money, and let's really, really focus on how this is like nothing but capitalism at its finest. I said that they were going to wind up flipping Brittany Griner for, I'm about to tell you the guy's name. The guy's name is Victor Boot, or Bout, V-I-K-T-O-R-B-O-U-T. Check this out. The Biden administration has offered to exchange Russian arms trafficker. Do you understand what that means? That means this man rolls dolo from state to state with hammers on him. And what do hammers do? They smoke people in Russia. Brittany Griner is being exchanged for arms trafficker Victor Boot for Americans Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. She's been detained for 160 days. Understand what that means. This guy has probably single-handedly wiped out a couple people on this earth and he is being negotiated in a trade as if he is Kevin Durant and Brittany Griner is the throwing piece to get him back to Russia. It's amazing how that works. But you again, you want to understand why she was over there because it's about money. That guy generates money. That guy has some type of support from the Russian government or the Russian people. But hopefully this gets done sooner than later. Get home, save Brittany, but do your Googles on that. That's just a follow-up for you. And if you get time, watch Bill Burr's take on the WNBA. Classic shit. Great shit. Great, 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 great shit. Uh, Trying to piece this one together. If you're 40-plus years old and you enjoyed something called Saturday Night Main Event, you know what WrestleMania is. You understand Survivor Series. You understand Royal Rumble. And you know what the WWF is, not the WWE. Vince McMahon retired. I thought it was a shoot. I thought it was like a gimmick or whatever, but I think he's 70-plus years old. Health is declining. He actually retired. And as as crazy as 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 this is going to sound, I think he retired, and the, the company is in great hands with Stephanie and Triple H. If you look at the talent that they've been able to keep in, it's because of Triple H and Stephanie with NXT and what they had with uh, crossing the brands and getting these younger guys up. They're going for more high flyers, more charisma, more people that can do the thing on the microphone, people that are full packages like The Rock, like John Cena. They're finding guys like that. I love Vince McMahon, but Vince McMahon represented like a certain era of like wrestling, like just big muscle bound athletic they were athletic but they weren't as athletic these guys now but just big muscle bound guys and I, that's a part of my childhood that's like retiring and I hope his health is better and he can still have some type of influence or touch or we see him but do your Googles really understand who Vince McMahon is and what he did for the sport of wrestling of how he was able to monopolize it and get all the AEWs, the WCWs, the NWAs, all those wrestling corporations in different uh, districts and places. He was able to get the talent and have them come up and just signed everybody. But, uh, you know, just wanted to shout out to Vince McMahon. Thank you for providing me with a pretty dope childhood watching everybody from, from some of my faves, from like Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Booger Bastion, the Boogeyman, Razor Ramon, guys like that. I'm a heel guy. I love bad guys. When I was a kid, I was all for that, say your prayers, take your vitamins, brother, and all that bullshit. And then you realize Hulk Hogan's a fucking dickhead. Like, I hate Hulk Hogan. I hate all the baby faces now. Nothing but heel shit going on, uh, which is why I'm the Uptown supervillain because I love bad guys. Always have, always will. Shout out to Vince McMahon. Do you Googles with that. Uh, one more. No, we're going to put this one too. Uh, in case we, well, me and Bass had a conversation not too long ago about gun control. 
and how and maybe sometimes you need guns and maybe sometimes you don't need guns. I don't know if you've been living under a rock or have been living in a rock. Excuse me. I want to say about four or five days ago in Indiana, that lovely state of Indiana, there was a uh, shooting. Did you hear about this, Tay? I did not. There was a shooting. So let's just kick this in. Keep this one brief and quick. This is one of those um, pro-gun arguments right here, why people need to have guns. And I understand this is nothing. This is this is super duper like uh, an outlier right here. But this is what happened. An Indiana mall shooter began firing at 5.56.48 p.m. 15 seconds later at 5.57.03 p.m., a 22-year-old named Eli Dicking, carrying, carrying under the new NRA back constitutional carry law, fired 10 rounds from 40 yards, hit the shooter eight times. My man Eli was more accurate than the boy Eli up New Jersey Turnpike with that thing. He shot it 10 times, clapped main man eight times. Done. No one was harmed. No one was killed because he because he had that thing on him and was looking for somebody that had that thing on him. All right, I'm being a little fucking, I'm being a little fucking uh, uh, like a dickhead right there. Again, I am pro-gun. I've always said that I feel that if you want to have gun control, there should be more guns out in the street. I realize that I'm kind of like fucking very, very, uh, again, uh, in the minority with that thought process, but that's just me. Um, very rare case where you have that. It that that strictly is like serendipity. That's it's a serendipitous moment that doesn't happen where you're forty feet away from a guy. Clearly, Eli, he he must he must go to the range. He understands his weapon. He respects his weapon, and he was able to disperse of this shooter in a matter of minutes. And that's why I didn't hear about it because the guy got clapped. Police weren't called. That was kind of it. But one of those rare cases where you hear about it, do your Google see if it's any information you want to look up. But yeah. That's the pro-gun thing right there for me. Uh, something a little more lighter for you here. Maybe you heard about this. Maybe you didn't. Uh, NASA. What is that? National Administration of Space? National. What the hell does NASA sound for? I know it's national. I know space. Oh, I feel like a fucking idiot because I don't know what NASA is. NASA. National What? Where is this at? National, okay, I'm, oh, wow, I am blind. National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Okay. NASA is asking astronauts to not masturbate in space because floating bits of semen can impregnate up to three men, three females. Okay. All right. So I don't understand this, but why are guys jacking off in space where everything floats and everything goes around without a sock? Without a rubber, without a T-shirt, you just out there just raw dapping in space. I don't understand the logic here. I think I want to call bullshit on this, but how would they know that sperm could impregnate up to three women if somebody didn't come back? Pregs. Hmm. That's one. Uh, two. How do we know the astronaut wasn't up there just laying pipe down? That we that could be a thing too. But, again, something more on a lighter note. Look that up. See if there's anything that you want to look into that. I find that one to be completely fucking hilarious to me. It can impregnate up to three women because sperm. You know what? I have heard stories and I have read about that if you do masturbate and on a certain surface, the sperm can survive for, like, hours because there's been, like, random. I read something about this young lady that either went to the bathroom or she sat on a surface where there was sperm in somehow, some way. She was impregnated by it. 
and she was a virgin. That was the thing. They, you know, there was, she was a virgin. She hadn't had sexual contact. There was no DNA inside of her, and she was pregnant. And come to find out some random, wacky-ass dude just beat off and, like, landed something somewhere, and that's what happened to her. So very random shit with that one. But, yeah, uh, if you decide you want to go out in space and do some things, check it out. Don't beat off without the rubber. Just beat the rubber, take the rubber off, and then put it inside of a trash can. Yo, are there trash cans in fucking in, in spaceships? Like, where do you put your how is there trash in the spaceship? How do they eat? Oh, it's liquid. That's right. They have the liquid containers. They that's a bad John. I don't know if I could eat space liquid. Liquid everything. I just had a problem drinking vegetables and fruits. Fuck roast beef, rice. Yeah, no. Nah. Pizza? No, nah, hell no. Nah. I don't know about all that one. I just looked that one up to see if that was some uh, some crazy, crazy shit. Um, I don't know about that one, champ. But uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. This is kind of like the meat and potatoes of the show with the mental health talk and the mental health aspect of what's going on, uh, where I am mentally, what's going on with the city. As you know, I work for a specific authority. Not going to say that name because them folk going to check everything and call me in the office and tell me some shit that I don't want to hear Gestapo style and we ain't doing all that. Uh, this is the first time in a long time I haven't worked overtime um, and it feels actually good being like a human being, like being able to just wake up, go to the gym, back in the gym, doing some light shit, not really heavy weights. Those days is over for me, like clanging and banging the big shit, but just um, isolating body parts, Low weight, high rep, stuff like that. Still scared to get on the fucking treadmill. Like, the Stairmaster, excuse me. That fucking machine scares the bejesus out of me. But I'm going to get back on that. Just getting back to being a regular person. I don't have to be to work until 1.30. And waking up at 4.30 in the morning, getting to the gym and being done by 6. And having seven hours to just do some shit is like the shit. And you can get so much done. Um, as far as business, as far as just you writing, have an affirmation book, doing things for yourself and just trying to build yourself back up because that's been a struggle of mine. Um, I'll say from last year to about right now, uh, just losing focus on myself and, and trying to figure out what it is I want to do. Um, yeah, I can be, I can be honest about that and say that I've lost focus a few times over the course of last year to this year. Uh, just with really locking in. That's one of my downfalls that I have that I tend to be very, very, uh, what's the word, over the top and extreme, uh, where if I'm going to do something, I'm going to give you 150 fucking percent. But if I'm not going to do it, you get the fucking donut. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm not doing shit. And the word balance, like balance plays a major part for me as far as like what I need to do for myself and for others. And I've, I've haven't shattered friendships or, or relationships, but I've kind of put things in limbo or in flux with that because of my, um, overzealous behavior with things so again having seven hours before i have to do anything constructive at work is kind of like a really really great fucking step for me because i'm able to write stuff down i'm able to read a little more i'm not really watching tv too much but just catching up on stuff maybe watch a program and here's the cool shit like around 9 30 10 o'clock i can take a fucking nap and wake up at like 11 30 and still get the fuck to work and uh get stuff done so you know three or four days no ot not too bad, but the the main reason why for the the OT being restricted is, and I want to say this to you people, man, don't ever pocket watch people. If somebody's making money, let them make fucking money. What they what they eat ain't gonna make you shit. That is a quote from Sean Carter, 
Hove, Jay-Z, whatever you want to call them. But remember that. What they eat won't make you shit. And that seems to be an issue of where I work. We have a group of people that are literally single-handedly watching people and how many hours they work and where they're working and how they're working. And they're critical of other people instead of just focusing on your fucking self. Literally, where we work, it is an open bag. Like, they open up the money, and it's just here. Here. Do you want money? Come. Come on in. The hardest part about my job, and anybody that works here, anybody that works at the authority knows this, the hardest part of the job is just getting there. Once you get there, I'm not going to say time flies, but your time moves. And for people to watch a specifically a young lady work five days, she works 16 to 18 hours a day for five days straight. It's a pretty good paycheck. But to watch them and then feel slighted in some type of way that they weren't able to receive that influx of overtime, they but they decided to call the union. And once you get the union involved where we work at, that's when everything just gets hit. The big reset button. They hit the reset. We got to do this. We got to do that. And everything goes by the fucking book. And, you know, there's a rotation. It's a lot of stuff. I'm using some jargon that might not make sense to you guys, but there's just a protocol with how things are supposed to be. And, like, with this i'm not signing nothing i'm not doing anything yo call me or i'm showing up and that's how it's gonna go so that's kind of what's going on right now and it's not really a good fucking place but i'm in a good headspace and it's been a while for me to be in this good headspace man met some new people shout out to my colleague constituent you know who you are i appreciate you on the feedback and we're going to do some things and hopefully this transpires into something uh, a little more fruitful and beneficial for both people. Um, yeah, I'm just in a good space, man. I don't really have a lot. Just I, I, it, it, it's, 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 it's fucked up that like the money's cut, but my mental space and everything else is good. Um, the pairing up and the other stuff, not too much stuff has been going on at the job with like attacks and other things. Uh, they caught the, Jesus Christ, the young man, because the guy was 19. They caught the young man that attacked the young lady at 4.30 in the morning by gunpoint. He was 20 years old, turned himself in with his mother. I'm starting to notice the trend with that, where these children are out here doing this stupid shit. They're turning themselves in with their mothers. And that's when you really, when you watch the video and they walk into the police district or they're walking to a lawyer's office and you see how young these kids are, that's when I, I have the moment like, Jesus Christ, we really have to do something here, man. We've got to find a way to bridge the gap with these kids and what's going on. And uh, maybe I've said this, maybe I haven't, but I, I don't know if it's the music. I don't know if it's the movies. I don't know. But something's got to give. Something has got to fucking give. And may, maybe, I, maybe I said this. I'm not upset with these new young rappers, right? I used to be. But I grew up in an era where, maybe, I don't know, Swaggy T, maybe you heard this song or not. There was a song called Self-Destruction. You ever heard that song before with like KRS-One? Heavy D, Queen Latifah. It's like no. a super duper 80s, 90s uh, songs called Self Destruction because in the 80s and 90s, that was like the AIDS crack era. So, like, it was not basically what's going on right now, except for it was with crack. But all the influential MCs or rappers at that time, it was like 30 people on one song. And it was all it's like, yo, stop the violence, stop the violence. And I wonder if. Because these kids are so 
uh, I don't want to say manipulated, because these kids are so infatuated and so consumed with this op culture and this murderous type of shit that they're listening to via like little dirt. I don't even know half these fucking littles and bigs and babies. I don't know all of them, but I know it's the same shit. It's all op culture. If they were to just get together and do something opposite of op culture, would those kids listen? Would those kids want to listen? If they did, if they if they if they could find a way to do like a tour or like an album, it don't gotta be like, oh, peace in the streets, hugs, handshakes, kisses. It don't gotta be that, but just give us different concepts. Give us a story about how like just give us a different story. Give us a different perspective. Everything's just murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill, slide. I got the pole. I got this. I got that. That's cool. But give me something opposite of that because these kids are super duper consumed by that, which means if you put out something opposite of that, they would consume that and do it for two months. Do it for three months. See if the kids listen because th- th- there's, some- there's something going on with these 10 to 19-year-old children that are just smoking shit. I'm bringing up the age and I'm bringing up like violence and children involved in violence, whether directly or indirectly. We talked about a group of seven kids that attacked a 73-year-old man and killed him. Four days ago or five days ago, one of the children, a 13 or 14-year-old girl, I don't know how, but she was outside and don't really know what happened. There's not a lot of details. She was shot in the face. Help me understand that. You were involved in a homicide you threw a cone at someone that led to that person's ticket getting punched you are outside which means your mother or father or grandma auntie whoever you are clearly doesn't know where you are or your whereabouts where is the fucking disconnect what the fuck is going on if i I can't compare my generation to this one, but I'm, I'm going to do something slight here. If I did anything remotely close to that, my dad would have beat the black off me. I'd have been walking around with number white meat, literally, and in my room, locked up. Only come out to get food and use the bathroom. Go back in your room. I don't understand that. You literally caught, you punched a man's ticket, and you're outside, and you're outside around questionable people. I don't get this. This is where I was saying... If you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. You got to hold these parents accountable. These kids really got to get their feet underneath the fire. Because if they don't get this shit, then they're never going to get it. And the problem with that is you're going to have a kid thinking, okay, I killed somebody at 17. What's that kid going to think when they turn 30? I got a job. I pay my taxes. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm a grown-ass woman. You can't tell me shit. They're just going to run around smoking shit? Like, I don't get that shit, man. We got to figure something out. I swear this is, we had a we had a, a episode called It's All Just Fucking Simulation. This feels like a fucking simulation because of what is going on and how repetitive it is. You want to know how I know this is a fucking simulation? Rockstar Games, who is the creator of one of the greatest franchises ever, but also one of the most violent franchises ever, had, has gone back and uh, edited out LGBT, like the transphobic jokes, other things, rape the 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 mate with the R jokes. They went back and they had to re-edit Grand uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. They're also trying to do something with Grand Theft Auto Six, where they're going to take some of that stuff out because they realize the impact that it has on children. This is how you know it's a fuck. This something's got to give. If they're saying we got to do something right, then what the fuck are we doing? 
They they control this shit. I've watched kids play this game and do some heinous shit in this game. I've done heinous shit in the game, but not so much as what I've seen these kids do. But they're saying we got to do something. What the fuck do we have to do in the city of Philadelphia? Is it something with the Sixers, them building the brand new uh, stadium downtown, which I think is a great idea, by the way? Would that create more jobs? Would that create more programs? Would kids be more interested to come downtown and work for the Sixers? I don't know, but there's got to be something with an influx of cash. Everybody got money. All the powers that be got fucking money. Why can't we find a way? Why is it? We live in, what is this, the third, the second, third, or fourth highest market for, like, sports? You have a baseball team, a football team, a basketball team, a hockey team. Hockey team, I get it. Wayne Simmons ain't here. So, I, you know what I'm saying, I can't really hold anybody accountable for that. But if you look at the Sixers, the majority of those guys look like me. They come from places like me. What's, take, what's stopping them from taking 2%, 3% of what they make, and put this shit inside the inner cities. Not as not not as like a fucking tax write off, and not so much as like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a specific word. Uh, I give and I give. Not spelunker. What the fuck do you call that shit? Spelunking is like cave cave checking and shit. What is this shit when you give money back and it's like a oh, philanthropist? Yeah, you're not. You know what I'm saying for for philanthropy. Like literally, what's stopping from like a shake? What's stopping Joel from saying, yo, I make this amount of money. Again, pocket watching, but I'm not pocket watching these guys. They could take a million dollars inside of that, and they could put, literally, they can put community centers back up. This is how I know I'm old, too. When I grew up, we had, we had, we had these amenities. We had these these programs. They cut all these fucking programs. You had this is an era where athletes make the most amount of money. Kids aspire to do what? The kids that look like me. We aspire to look like what? Or aspire to do what? We either want to like notorious B.I.G. said it best. Either you're selling crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. So that means kids are looking at dope dealers, they're looking at entertainers, or they're looking at athletes. Why can't why can't we come together, put our money in a pool and say, look, let's fix certain communities? You telling me that you can't do that, or is it the powers that be will come and take the money away, or they'll do something to you to where you'll never make money again? I just don't understand, and I try to think out of the box with that. There, we are losing youth, we're losing the babies, we're losing these fucking kids. I don't know if you've been looking at the news. I don't even know who half these rappers are. Little Tay Tay, little Froyo, little Jimmy Slim Jim. All these rappers are getting smoked. And when you look at how old they are, it's like 17, 19, 18, 16, 20. There was a rapper. I don't even know if it was a rapper. I can't stop calling these motherfuckers rapper. There was an entertainer or a, 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 a social media personality that said, ops, pull up. This is my location if you want smoke. I think 20 minutes later, the ops pulled up and smoked him. And it's like, you can't make this shit up. But he was a kid. Again. A kid with a cell phone that had some type of presence, that had some type of following, thinking this won't happen to me. And these, uh, again, another children looking for clout, doing other things. Smoked them. All for clout. I don't even know what's going on. I'm so out of touch. I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing this shit for. I, 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 I Shooting an animal fucks with me. That fucks with me. My dad's a hunter. I've hunted a few times. Not really a big hunter. I'm a big fisher. I love fishing. But actually shooting an animal, that shit's always felt weird to me because in my mind, the animal doesn't stand a chance. It doesn't know I'm there. I'm downwind. 
I have to aim a certain way. I have to shoot my I have to I have to un, I have to shoot my firearm a certain way. The animal doesn't know I'm there. So like, how can you look somebody in the face and just smoke them? I watch somebody take their last breath. Not just anybody. Someone that's my age. Someone that someone that looks like me. There's there's this. There, I saw this clip and this clip was real powerful to me, man. It was something where I want to say the nation of the fruit of Islam. I don't know who, and I don't want to get misconstrued, and I don't want to offend anybody. But it was definitely dealing with of Islam, either the nation of fruit. And they were having a conversation with young black men, and he said that when you say, I'm going to smoke that nigga, you're infuriated. You want to go do something. You want to cause bodily damage. You want to go fuck something up. But when you say, I want to go smoke that brother, I want to go smoke that king. I want to go smoke that prince. It don't even sound right. And that's where the programming kicks in. I don't use that word a lot because I'm, I'm trying to break myself out of it. But I tend, I, I'm starting to notice that there is a programming, again, with the music, the gaming, and other things, that our children are programmed to think that this is what the fuck it's supposed to be. I'm going to try to find that clip and put it up. But he was shouting out different um, statements about, like, fuck that nigga, or do this to that nigga, or do that to that nigga. And the emphasis was on the nigga. But when he would say the same statement with young Kang, prince, or young man, it didn't even sound right. And that was what he was trying to get to, to convey to these kids. Stop seeing yourself as a nigga. See yourself as a Kang. See yourself as a young man. See yourself as you, you this is going to sound so cliche, you matter. You matter. You're not just, you're not where you come from. You're not your mom. You're not your dad. You are you. This is the best time to be alive for anyone that looks like me. Period. We have so many. We have to, to have so much, we have so little. With the fact that I'm able to come inside, the fact that I'm able to drive where I'm at, walk around the front. Do you know how uncomfortable I felt when you was like, come to the back door? And I was like, uh, okay, Taylor, I don't want to walk around here because I don't want somebody being like, there's a black guy with a unibrow. He has boots on. He looks like a shooter. He's opening doors and shit. But that's the thing. You have to think about that. And like Popo in a courthouse is like walking distance from here. They will come guns ablazing and light me up like a fucking firecracker. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's the programming, man. We we have so much, but we have so little. And I feel like that little part is because of our choices. It's a choice. The internet has literally been a cheat code for anyone. It ain't those days of, oh, the white man or this or that. Somebody's holding me down. That's bullshit, man. Use this shit the right way. Smartphones make dumb fucking people. Smartphones should make smart people, man. You literally have, it's a walking fucking computer. You can look anything you want to look up. You want to be inspired? Go look up some property in like in Copenhagen. I'm sorry, the views in Copenhagen. Go look up some views in Denmark. It's bigger than what the fuck you think it is. And I think that that's where, we're, that's where our children are losing we're losing focus with our kids. Our kids are so narrow-minded and so, like, tunnel-visioned on just this neighborhood and this block shit. Get out of Philadelphia. Go go to AC. Go to Maryland. Go to Virginia. Yeah, it's ghettos everywhere, but you're out of your own shell. You're out of your own comfort zone, and you see different shit. My, my, my mindset didn't start changing, so I started traveling, like traveling, traveling. And it was dope to see different shit. Okay, it's hoods everywhere. I remember the first, one of the first times I went to fucking Boston. First time I went to Boston was in Roxbury. Roxbury was the hood. It ain't the hood no more. It's gentrified. But it's the hood. And I'm like, yo, this looks like fucking Philly. 
It's cleaner because Philly's dirty as shit. If you've been to Philadelphia, we're just dirty. And I don't like that. But if you've been, you go places. There's hoods everywhere. Everywhere. Now, some places I wouldn't say to go. I went to Chicago, and I stayed at a hotel, and I had a pea coat on, a scarf, and I had a Phillies hat on. But the, it was the maroon hat, not the red hat. It was maroon. And the... Um, I forgot the guy's name or whatever you call him, the doorman, the doorman, the concierge, excuse me, I'm like the doorman. The concierge asked me where I was going. I wanted to go to Harold's. And he said, you want to go to the one on campus or the one I forgot in a certain area? I said that in the area. He looked at me and was like, nah, Joe, <laughs> you don't want to go there. I'm like, what? I'm from Philly like that? And he's like, nah, 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 nah. The, you, the moment you even walk on that neighborhood, they're going to be on your ass. And that right there, that neighborhood, those kids aren't leaving those neighborhoods, Chicago, you talk about old block, you talk about this block, get the, we got to figure something out with these, there's so many young black men that are touching paper, why can't, in, in, these, in these cities that have these crises, why can't the people that touch the paper get with these kids, get them out of the fucking neighborhood, all those athletes in Chicago, I'm not saying go to old block on some shit or wherever it's called, but go there, Show those kids it's more. It's more to life than just smoking shit and on 63rd and or whatever the fuck they shit is. Get them out of there. Show them life's different. Figure something out. I, 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 I don't have the answers. This is just me just spouting off, just spouting off just random thoughts of mine right now because it's frustrating. I don't like the fact that every time I pull up Twitter, Stephen Keeley's on some dumb shit about what happened in Philadelphia, 17-year-old, 13-year-old. Uh, this is starting to become redundant and it's bothersome. And the way it's looking, like I said a few episodes ago, it's not going to stop. It's only going to get worse. And I think for me, that's where this has become over-exhausting now because there's got to be an end. And I don't want it to be where the children aren't around. I, I, I enjoy seeing kids out playing. As hot as it's been out here, seeing kids riding bikes, seeing kids sitting on steps just doing kid shit, that shit is cool, man. I like seeing kids do kid shit. I hate seeing kids do grown-up shit that they have no idea what the fuck they're doing or what they're getting into. And that's just where we are in Philadelphia, man. I can't talk about other cities. I can't talk about other states. I don't know what's going on. I just know that going on right now in Philadelphia, this ain't a good look. And people, people are afraid to go out people don't want to go anywhere and that that was never the case it was always like where can we go when i was a kid you could go to south street you could go to the parkway you could go bust a move up at wow on the boulevard you could go to these places and not have to worry about somebody pulling a gun and getting busy or trying to catch wreck somewhere and now thought process for me is do i do i have to carry a gun because now if i have to carry a gun to go somewhere i'm not going somewhere yo there was a fight at Top Golf. Somebody got smoked at Top Golf, like last month. Top Golf just opened, and I was hyped. And and here's the thing. Here's the code for Philadelphia. If you've lived here long enough and you've you know the party scene, things of that nature, you literally have about thirty to forty days of enjoying a brand new venue before the element gets there. Because after like that forty first, forty second day, the element's coming, and you know what else is coming? Trouble, smoking shit, and that's what goes on. So uh, I, 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 I myself have to do more of reaching out, talking to different like pastors or just people in communities. That's going to be something I'm going to try to uh, pledge to myself where I'm going to be speaking to people and having more people come on about trying to bridge the gap and what can be done. I'm a single man. I don't have kids. 
I can thrust myself into there. I did something. Shout out to Keto. Shout out to my man Ty. We did the Big Brothers, uh, Big Sisters thing. We were walking around with the young kids, and I didn't realize how the power and impact we had on those children, where those kids were looking up and talking. And I was so consumed with myself, I didn't realize these kids were actually reaching out to me, trying to figure out, yo, what can I do? Because I was still young myself and didn't really understand the power of like being a man or being a person, like in your purpose. I didn't know that. And that's something I'm probably going to pledge to do more of. We're getting back to normal, quote unquote, um, to be in these groups and to go to these places. Um, for a while, I was actually on Christmas time. I would, I would feed the homeless. I would go to shelters. If yeah, here's one for you. You ever want to check yourself and have a moral compass reset? Go to a homeless shelter and feed people. Don't just show up when the food's there and you want to pass the plates out. Actually go when the truck is there and you unload the truck and you put the produce. You put the you put the the proteins with the proteins. You put the carbs with the carbs and you break the stuff down and you're talking with people. Then the food starts to get cooked and you get these stories. That's a nice reset for anybody. I don't care who you are. Doctor uh, philanthropist, whatever you got going on. You want to humble yourself. You want to really see what's going on. You want to have that, that, that check of reality. Go do that during Christmas time. Go adopt a family where you meet the family and you just see, damn, I gave 500 bucks. And that 500 bucks put smiles on kids' faces that you, you never met before. And they're looking at you like, yo, thank you so much. You made, you made our holiday. That's what I suggest everybody should do. And I'm definitely going to do that again. COVID messed a lot of stuff up because I got out of doing that. But that's, yeah, man, that, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I don't have an answer, but I would like to get in the vehicle of trying to find the answer or at least a solution because that's all I'm looking for. And I think that's all that people that look like me and people that have children. What is the solution? How can we work on the solution? How do we go about this solution? And that's just where we are, man. Uh, that's kind of all I got right now. Um, coming to y'all from Sandbox Studios. Yeah, this is Driving the Right Lane. My name is Clifford Sykes, a.k.a. Uptown Supervillain, a.k.a. Cousin Cliff Talking Shit. I have a tip of the day, and I got my little mantra. Uh, tip of the day is you have to realize that silence is much more powerful than proving a point. Ooh, that was some gangster shit. Yeah, that's made me moist. Oof, that was nice. Uh outro man i'm saying this and it's something i have to challenge myself to do because going forward we're not gonna be recording here that often with uh, everything they have going on hopefully i'm getting with you guys at some trip maybe in october november uh consistency is key and keys open doors i'm gonna be doing a lot more recording from home so there'll be smaller episodes and then one big episode base will be back you know what i'm saying my man chris doing the family thing but we're going to be back when you motherfuckers like four flats with a cadillac again consistency is key and keys open doors hit me up social media it's cliffy baby 215 driving the right lane on instagram if you have any questions comments concerns anything you need driving the right lane at gmail.com check me out look me up questions let me know we out of here taylor thanks man